Welcome to the Master Your Mindset podcast. This is a space where I will be sharing my learnings, opinions, and own experiences in the world of mindset growth and personal evolution. My aim is to guide you towards seeing the potential of having your wildest dreams and breaking it down to actually help you reach those desires. It's time to break away from society's rules and board your rocket on a one-way trip to the moon. Buckle in. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Master Your Mindset podcast. Today is such a special day because I have my best friend here with me, Melissa Playdell, and we thought we would jump on and just have kind of like a chat like we always do whenever I'm at her house and you know how like girls get together and they just have little chats. Um, so we thought that we may as well add the mic in and record a podcast. So hello, Melissa. Hello. And don't mind the baby in the background if we hear any screaming. That's just Addison just <laughs> playing in the lounge. She wants to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, she wants to be on the potty too. <laughs> yeah. So today I wanted to have a conversation with Melly about... A few things that I feel like people are thinking behind the scenes, but they're not necessarily saying out loud or they're not necessarily opening up about it. Maybe they there are things that they think are going wrong in their life, but it's actually just so normal. I basically want to think about conversations around not normalizing the normal. You know what I mean? Like I feel like a lot of things aren't normalized when it's actually just really normal. Um, so Melly's actually been through her own journey and she's, as you know, currently got a little bubba um, down there. So yes. little Miss Addison's down there. And yeah, so she's been through a journey through motherhood and things like that. But I actually just wanted to start off with, so me and a little bit of a background context, me and Melly have been best friends for like a long time and we've known each other forever and you know how the friendships go. So Melly and I actually spent every day of our last year of high school or college, um, which we consider year 13 in New Zealand. We spent every single day together, like even Christmas day, we saw each other every single day. So we've been like kind of inseparable. And then after school or college or high school, whatever you call it, we took different paths, I guess. And I feel like that's so normal because everyone takes different paths and everyone has paths that are more aligned for them and you know our paths look very different so Mel I would love for you to just talk about the path that you took from 18 and leaving school and how that looks now give us a little insight into your life completely different paths I just I might I add how amazing our completely different paths and we've still stayed best friends like through it all you know you left you left for how many years? Like five, seven years? Eight. On, eight years. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and we're still best friends and we took completely different paths. And it's just like, when I see you, it's like, we're, it's, it's like we're still spending every single day together. And it's like I saw you yesterday. So mm-hmm. I just think that's so amazing how we took completely different paths, but we're still so close, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. But yeah, so my path looked a little bit different than yours. Um, I just always had the dream of basically getting the house and the marriage and the kid and all of that and just creating a nice stable life um I didn't I didn't really have any dreams for studying anything at uni I wasn't overly passionate about any particular subject I felt you know the pressure the typical pressure from 
your high school teachers saying, you know, you need to go study this or what are you going to go do and on your last year of high school and you have that pressure of everyone saying, what are you going to do next year, what are you going to do next year? And I was kind of like, mm, I don't really have anything that I want to study. I just want to work and make money. Um, and, yeah, and I was a little bit upset with myself. I really struggled even just getting through that um thinking like oh no like uh, there's nothing that I want to do and I, I need to do something I almost pressured myself into going to uni for just something completely random I can't even remember what it was at the time just for the sake of going to uni because that's what I felt like I had to do but no I just worked in a little old cafe um, in a small town and just worked and saved money and um, ended up getting into the relationship that I'm still in now I've been in the, um, my relationship with Jerome for seven years and just being happy, saving and just enjoying life, working hard. And we ended up um, saving all of our pennies and bought a house just from working at a cafe. Yeah, and then now we've got our beautiful little baby and we're just enjoying our home. I didn't really feel the desire to travel. I always said, well, I'll just save up and go on one holiday at a time. And that's just what I wanted to do. Yeah, and so that was my journey. And I, I do feel like this unsaid judgment for not going off and doing something spectacular, not going off and studying and going traveling. And, you know, sometimes I'll bump into my old school teachers now um, and they're like, oh, like, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Nothing, just been working, you know. And then sometimes they'll they'll say, oh, where are you? Where are you staying? I was like, oh, actually, me and my partner bought a house just out of Mungify. And then they turn around and go, oh, oh, well, did you? And then I, their, their whole entire tone changes and it's like, oh, okay, well, you're accepted now, you know, like it's, it's like you have to do something extravagant to get that kind of, um, what would you say, like acceptance, acceptance. yeah, acceptance and approval. But I think you just got to live life without um, caring about any of that. Take away all makes those, any sense. All those fucks. <laughs> yeah, literally. Just don't care and just do what you want to do. Don't do something for the sake of society making you feel like you have to do it, you mm. know? Yeah. I feel like that's a good point as well. So, like, I feel like there's some similarities with our paths and some, obviously, some differences. Mm. But I think one thing that I would like to say for the listeners here as well is that especially if you're coming out of high school or, or you're feeling the pressure on you, whether you're putting the pressure on yourself or someone else is giving you the pressure to go and do something that you don't want to do, especially if it's uni. Like I felt the exact same way. And if you've listened to a recent podcast episode, actually it was at the very, very beginning. If you've listened to that podcast episode, you know that the reason I joined yachting was actually because I was running away. I was running away from the judgments and I was running away from the embarrassment because I wasn't joining university. I even signed up to university, but I didn't take it because I knew that's really what I didn't want to do. And I wasn't what I guess you would consider a guy would do and go and get into a trade. Hmm. I now know that that's definitely not it. Like girls can 100% get into trades and things like that. But yeah, but it's like, I think... If you are someone that is feeling all the pressure on you, um, just take it off. Like, who cares? There's Addie talking as well. Just don't (laughs) do it. Don't feel bad for not doing that thing. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah, and and live your life the way you want to do because we're all so used to, like, living life the way society wants us to based off judgments and based off this and that. And it's like, just don't put that pressure on yourself. Just live the way that you want to. Um, Don't listen to the external noise of everyone else and and do your thing. And I feel like also after high school, it's like, you need to go to uni, you know, next year. Like, you need to go then. And I'm like, well, hang on a minute. There's nothing that I'm passionate right now. 
about, you know, why can't like who's to say I can't go to uni in four years time like why can't I just work for a bit and then if something you know like I feel like there's like this unsaid pressure of you have to do it now you have to do it quickly you have to do it in your early 20s or your late teens like there's no specific timeline for life like there's there's no one size fits all you know for Mm. life I'd say Mm. yeah for sure and and what we're not saying is if you're passionate about something go to uni like go to uni we're not that's amazing yeah we're not putting that down or anything like if you're passionate please do what you want to do it just comes under like the whole idea of living the life that you want to live the way that you want to live it it's your life go be free (laughs) yeah I think any order is fine as long as you're happy with what you're doing then that's all that matters Mm. so so you've got you've you've kind of achieved quite a few things and it's actually something that I've always said that I'm so proud of you for because I feel like um, these are huge moments like you, you've bought the house you've got the relationship that you want and he's the most amazing person you're now he's your fiance you're getting married you have yes. the kid and you guys are living like such a happy life and there's obviously more to come to that the future is just unwritten and whatever other goals you have in life and all of that so motherhood motherhood let's talk about motherhood obviously now you have had beautiful addison um and something that i guess i've never had a kid so maybe i'm not attracting those conversations with mothers that obviously you know what goes on after you've had your child and things like that i do know that things out there of like um the postpartum blues and all of that sort of stuff just for the purpose of like, you know, the listeners, for anyone that is wanting to have children and thinking about what the journey looks like after that, or for the people who have had children and just want to resonate with some stories. Mm. Um, this is what I was meaning about the whole normalizing things, like nothing has to be shameful. Um, whatever the journey looks like is perfect. So what did that journey sort of look like for you up until now? Yeah, so... We decided we wanted Addison and I basically went off the pill and um, that next month, hello, got pregnant straight away. Like we were very, very beyond lucky and blessed. I know it's not everyone's journey. Um, Yeah, so I was very excited. You know, we'd got the house and I got that positive that positive test straight away like a month into trying and I was just like so excited so naive to what's what's to come I was just like yeah everything's perfect this is amazing like look at me go and then reality kind of sunk in from I would say from the moment after I peed on that stick to be honest I (laughs) my pregnancy was pretty rough um you want to be all excited and it to all be beautiful but it is so hard and a lot of people you know and especially when you're trying for a baby you feel like you can't complain because you should just be grateful for the fact that you are pregnant but I had really low blood pressure um I got taken to a hospital once because I had this like these horrible fainting episodes where I couldn't yeah just I just yeah just a lot of like medical stuff just from having really low blood pressure I would fainting I fell over and like the cafe we went out for breakfast and I flat on the floor pregnant just lightheaded I just couldn't stand any longer my body decided no you need to be lying down like just a lot of random stuff that I did not expect but um yeah no that was a struggle and then fast forward 
in labor. My sister came home and I was really lucky. Um, she was able to come to the birth with us. The birth went really smoothly, actually, as far as births go. Like, obviously, it was very sore and <laughs> not very pleasant, but <laughs> um, I was very lucky. You know, no injuries, had her naturally, all of that kind of stuff. And so I was on this major high after I gave birth. I was like, oh my fucking God, like, look what I just did. Like, Mm. I just gave birth and I was like gloating about like, I didn't tear. I pushed her out. She weighed this much. Like, I was so proud of myself. Like, you know, when I was, when I was preparing myself for birth, I was hearing so many stories Um, people being like, you know, you can be in labor for this long and all of these things. And I, I did a lot of research and a lot of like, tried to actually, I did actually work on my mindset a lot leading up for birth, um, learning about all the breathing exercises and like trying to listen to as many positive birth stories and stuff as I could, um, to just, yeah, give myself that like positive mindset because when you're in labor, actually you need to, you need to be like as calm and as relaxed as possible to allow that oxytocin hormone through your body to be able to like allow yourself to be like it's the more relaxed you are the kind of the the better your body responds to even giving birth but anyway so I was just like I did it Mm -hmm. like I I prepared myself for this and look at me go and I was yeah I was just so on this big adrenaline high those first few days after we had her and I was like yep everyone come visit me you know this person's coming at this time this person's coming at that time and everyone comes and visits you those first few weeks are just so exciting and and then everyone kind of just goes off to their life and you're just left with this tiny little baby that you're all of a sudden responsible for and that excitement kind of washes away and people are like, you know, you're old news now. You're, you're done You're done your announcement on Instagram. You've had your excitement. Everyone's shared their congratulations and stuff and then you're kind of like, that's when the tiredness kicks in, you know, week five, week six. You've been waking up every two hours, every two hours, every, all day, all night. And you just get this insane like insomnia feeling like there would be moments where I would wake up and I would think that I'm still holding her and freak out but no I did put her down back in her bassinet and like you just you literally start going loopy because of the lack of sleep and you don't you feel like you don't have all of that support anymore because like I said like the excitement and stuff kind of wears off and then this is when and your hormones drop off too after you know your body and all the hormones and all of that kind of stuff changes and um you really just start to hit a low, your partner goes back to work. And then, you know, I, I was thinking to myself like, fuck, what have I done? Like I wished for this and I think I've just, I've made a horrible mistake. Like what am I doing? And yeah, and I really struggled with that a lot. And I didn't really tell anyone because, you know, you're like, oh wow, Jerome and Mel, you know, and their beautiful baby and this and that. And kind of just didn't want to really speak out that I was struggling because... I don't know I just didn't I just felt like this is what this is what's supposed to happen it's supposed to you know it it is hard and you just kind of grit your teeth and you get on with it and um looking back now I probably should have you know messaged my friends more and but I feel like when you're postpartum everyone's so busy you know everyone's working their nine-to-five jobs no one can call you and talk to you during the day because you know they're busy at work while you're struggling at home and you know there's not really anyone to talk to they're all busy and so I kind of just dealt with it myself and then we had our loss um Addison's nana Gigi 
Um, my partner Jerome's mum passed away and then that's when everything kind of washed me back under again and you know obviously he was grieving himself but you know having to support a partner through grief um, I was just thankful that I had gotten out of that postpartum kind of hole and then I kind of forgot to you know allow myself to feel feelings again because I was so swept up in Eddie and looking after my partner and stuff that I didn't really process my own grief with losing my amazing mother-in-law like I was I've had such an amazing I had such an amazing relationship with her and I mean it's still I still struggle with it every day now that's kind of what it is hey like neglecting your feelings as a mother but it doesn't have to be normal so like what sort of advice would you offer to mums out there that are kind of struggling at the moment and need some sort of guidance around how to talk about their feelings or or like who would you go to what what would you do differently perhaps I think differently I think I would I wish that I had other mums and stuff to talk to when I like I didn't have that antenatal group until many months um into my journey I was I just randomly joined a friend's group of mine but I wish that I was in a mother group um beforehand like having a good support system and just reaching out like I just I didn't reach out I just kept quiet I don't know why but yeah I think you just you've just got to talk like to anyone that you love and trust whether it's a a friend whether it's a family member whether I mean sometimes it's it's best to talk to someone else other than your partner yeah I completely agree like chatting to people there's so many people out there um that you can you know, trust and talk to and even if it's just getting it off your chest. So, oh, I'm having a little laughing fit here because we've got Addie here and we're feeding her and we're taking turns and this is just the reality of life and I think it's amazing. I think it's so, I'm going to actually take a photo of this and stick it up for you to see because this whole setup, we're doing, we're multitasking here and Addie is happy. We're living the mum life. I'm living the auntie life. But what I wanted to say is that like, just look at us go. I mean, people know my story. People now see your story. We've got a beautiful little product here from from your story. Um, and look at us go. I'm honestly just, I actually want to say, and I know that you know this, that I'm so proud of you from just the way that things have sort of gone and for, from you to feeling like there was this big dream out there for you. The main reason for this podcast is so that I can get people on to talk about their stories, to talk about people can strive for their goals and strive for their dream life and you're living pretty much your dream life right now. Like I mentioned yeah. earlier, you you may have more goals ahead, but that is part of the journey. Everyone has their journey, everyone has their goals. No matter what your path looks like, um, whether you want to do the travel like I did or whether you want to do, you know, have the baby and get the perfect partner with the house, like all paths are beautiful it doesn't matter what path you want to take it's just what's the most aligned so if you have a dream life out there that you are striving for please just continue working towards it continue doing the things that you need to do to get yourself there and one little tip I would say is just enjoy the journey like enjoy the process do what you can if you need to talk to people just enjoy the journey because life is honestly a journey it sounds so cliche but life is a journey and whatever you end up doing inside that make it make it enjoyable yes and that's the last little piece from Eddie 
All right, we're going to sign off here. Thank you so much for um, being on the podcast, Melly. It's been oh. such a pleasure to have you on and Thank have a chat to a best friend.